0: Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans! Welcome back to Chapter 120 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. Uh, we just found out that Dave's cat knocked his computer and everything off his <laughs> table while he was getting ready to record. So, D will be back with us in a minute. But this is Joe in the pilot seat, and uh, while we've got our regular co-hosts of D and Alfie with us, we'll also have a special guest of T Bob hopping on in a minute. But while D getting ramped up, um, remember to always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, RuletheGalaxySW SW at gmail.com, just rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. And I'll start off with my cousin Alfie, who's grabbing a drink here. Alf, how you doing, my man?
1: Doing good. Uh, you know, it's I say it every week, and every week it just gets worse. The hectic rush to get here and get everything done before nine o'clock. I can't find my charging cord for my laptop. I'm butted up against a security update. So we'll see how long it lasts.
0: Hey, I, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll make it through. We'll make it through. And if you Those hop are out have things that yeah. I tell
2: my wife every night, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's crazy. That's interesting. <laughs>
0: so you hear that voice he's one of our regulars he is again our first uh first ever guest we had on rule of galaxy t bob t bob is with us and everybody loves him everybody loves to hear him bring his fantastic views to the show t bob thanks for being back on and uh, how's everything going
2: joe alfie d doc what up y'all our future d doc whenever he gets back in uh it's going, it's going well man it's going really well. Me and my family just made it through the Omicron last week. So I'm finally feeling a little better, juiced up. Uh, book four episode four of Book of Boba Fett, I think definitely helped a lot. I freaking love it. Been loving this season and I love nerding out about it. And I'm very excited to do so right now. Well, I have to ask you, you have your own
0: podcast about Mandalore and Mandalorians. Have you started that back up now that? Boba's yeah, yeah, on. so
2: we, we are, this is, uh, it, it, I guess it's just kind of morphed into, um, it's basically going to be, we'll probably do one for like every new show, right? So for, we have, it's a four Mandalore podcast, and we did an episode for every episode of the first two seasons of Mandalore, and now we're doing one episode for every uh, Book of Boba Fett episode as well. So this is actually my second uh, time talking about Boba Fett in a uh, podcast form today. I'm excited.
0: Okay, well, good. You should have all your points ready to go. And, and be able to knock him out in this episode. Hey, Boy. D-Doc, you're back with us. Uh, sorry about the cat incident there.
3: Yeah, this is my uh, first episode in my basement headquarters. <laughs> All my figures are gone behind me. It's just an abyss. So um, yeah, my cat was pissed off that I shut the door and she decided to knock her over my router and <laughs> knock everybody off the internet. So.
0: <laughs> Those cats.
3: We're good. You
0: know, there, there's a reason those are like, you know, they're witches, the devil, you know, cats are those, they're devilish creatures, right? I mean, I don't, T-Bob, do you have cats?
2: No, I mean, you're not, you're not entirely wrong. I do have a cat, uh, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I guess you could say that I'm, I'm friends with the devil. I, I got a cat that uh, I picked up off the streets of Baton Rouge in college back in 2009 and the, the still, around? Still, still holding it down. Yeah. I had, I'll never forget him. I saw him on the street there and I just had a piece of string cheese in my pocket and I gave it to him. We were boys ever since. Oh my God. Uh, and the name Gerald popped into my head. So his name is Gerald. Okay. Salt. He's old. He is getting old though, but he's, he's and, a chill old dude. And here's one of my pups. He just,
0: for those of you on YouTube, he cannot go without being right next to me. So I put created a dog mat right behind me during the show so he can camp out. That's Rizzo behind me, but I'm, I'm look guys, We got tons to talk about. I'm so glad everybody's here. And if uh, Alfie, if you hop out, hopefully you can hop back in. But uh, before we start into the book of Boba Fett, episode four, I had a few things that just popped up that I I wanted to to hit on before we started. One, um, and Alfie, I always go to you for the book of Alfie on this, Bo-Katan or Bo-Katan series, is it happening or not? I'm seeing rumors galore. I'm seeing people talk about it all over the internet. Is that going to happen, yes or no? Katie Sackhoff, Bo-Katan, series on her own.
1: I don't know, but it convinced uh, Ming-Na Wen. You know, she retreated and then sent a message to her congratulating her on the series. So she did quickly delete that. So <laughs> either she found out she was really wrong or someone called and said, you know, hey, we're not ready to announce that yet. Gotcha. But I mean – as far as the character, popular fits in, I think, where we're going in the story. You know, I think Book of Boba Fett is kind of showing you how to do these little one-off characters right here to give you a little backstory and then feed right back into the main story.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I, I think I think everybody would be happy with that. But yeah, right now it's just a rumor. Speaking of more rumors, did you guys all see the fake or not fake Knights of Ren um, preview reel that was on uh, all over the internet. Did you, did you guys check out that no. video? Yes. No, no, I did not. I did not hear about any of this. Yeah. Knights of Ren, it looked very official, but then it looked like somebody was filming it from like where they shouldn't be filming it, and it got out there, and then everybody's been trying to hide it and all that kind of stuff, but it keeps showing up in different places. I don't... Nobody can tell if it's real or not. I heard a Disney exec said it wasn't real, Alfie. Well, What are you knowing about Well,
1: like they're going to say that it's real. Um, To me, it looked like something, some people with uh, a lot of technology available to them and a good idea, maybe a little sizzle reel to kind of explore the possibility or what it could look like.
0: Yeah, go ahead, D-Doc. Of course, D-Doc's got the cat
2: probably messing with him again uh great, great if, 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 if anybody needs a if anybody needs maybe a little moment in the sun it would be the knights of wren because uh right now they are i mean they're nothing they're i mean and, and, and look i i i'm sure that there are comics and novels that go into this um but 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 you know but but i do think there's a lot there's sometimes a difference in what in what you've done in canon and live action right and like they were just complete nothing nobody afterthoughts like oh that's a really cool piece of concept art that's a character now and then just like never never explore it again so i i i I would be down if, if something like that was real uh for sure to maybe just just like like okay the same way that all the felony stuff has always just made the prequels better by enriching mm-hmm. that world and making it better uh they're doing a lot of, they've been doing a lot of that with the sequels right and this would be right in line with that if they would do that with the knights of ren agree go ahead alfie yeah you go back
1: and get on mm-hmm. youtube and just watch some of the reaction videos to that trailer for the Force Awakens, where they mm-hmm. pop on the screen for a half of a second, people were hyped to know what was up with those guys. Yeah. That was a badass scene. Yep, and it went nowhere. We did nothing with that.
2: Nothing with them, except at the end. Then they're just like, "We hate you, Kylo. <laughs> i hate you guys." I don't know. I don't know. Um, cool. Yeah,
0: I think everybody would would like that. And you're right. Anything that enriches the story. And we'll talk about that more with Book of Boba Fett. Anything that enriches the story of these movies, I'm all for it. So if they brought out Knights of Ren series, I think it's something that's lacking. It could help. Um, so it looks like Bad Batch Season 2 got a nice little surprise <laughs> announcement without anybody really knowing that it was going to happen. Spring of 2022, Bad Batch Season 2 is going to be released. Alfie, what was that released in or on? Was it the Star Wars Insider? Yes. That got released? Mm mm-hmm okay
1: and it's also been moved to the coming soon page the spring titles for disney plus
0: oh okay okay all right well that i mean that's good i mean uh, look i think we all thought book of our bad batch season one was pretty good we we liked the direction it was going the characters the story I, i thought everybody uh held it pretty in pretty high esteem um I I think what we're all wondering now is 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 that going to be what's following Book of Boba Fett or is it going to be Obi-Wan um because I think Bad Batch season 2 is going to be 16 episodes like uh just like the first season if so that's 16 weeks that's 4 months of Bad Batch before mm-hmm. we ever get to the Obi-Wan series
1: I wouldn't be surprised with that length if they overlapped
0: Okay. Maybe one ending and one starting around May.
1: Yeah.
2: I could see, I mean, hmm.
1: Or even like a Wednesday that. Friday.
2: Yeah, like have they explicitly yeah. said they don't want to be releasing both at the same time? Because I do feel like it might be a there's a definite definite different level of gravitas between the two shows in terms of importance, yeah. I guess I should say. Um.
0: yeah, they haven't. Now, I know Marvel has gone to where they're doing Wednesday, Friday on some things, correct? Haven't they done some Wednesday, Friday releases? Or isn't that in their plans with all these shows they've got coming out in 2022? So, I mean, I would be all for it. I, I, The one a week thing is great if it's going to be boom, 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 one right after the other. But it also spreads things out pretty well, or too much, in my opinion. I'd, I'd much rather have maybe a Wednesday, Friday release if you've got enough content to put in there. But Look, we know for sure that's coming. We still haven't heard an actual time when when Obi wans coming, so um, might be Bad Batch season two coming up next. So we'll see. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe we'll see some more Finnick Shand in season two of uh, Bad Batch after she gets in with the book of Boba Fett here. So, um, did you guys see this, or or was it just me? And I, you know, we're on, we do a Star Wars podcast, so I constantly am looking for something to talk about on here, but The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams. (laughs) I was wondering
1: if you're going to bring this up.
0: J.J. Abrams was wanting to blow up Coruscant in The Force Awakens. Lucasfilm said, absolutely not. And so they settled on, okay, the government's moved away from Coruscant. It's now on Hosnian Prime. We'll let you blow up Hosnian Prime. Did Did you see that? And it'd be great if we had a making of, of these stories like we did with the original trilogy and the prequels to where we could go back and look at that, but we don't have, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't have a making of the force awakens right now with these stories and details. Right.
2: I think I always, I mean, there there's behind the, I remember there is one, I think it was attached to the Amazon movie that went, when I bought it maybe many years ago. I'm not sure, but wait, I always assumed they blew up Coruscant. Was it explicitly stated that that was not Coruscant on screen yes. in the movies? Uh, no, that's
0: just it in the, in the movie you were in the moment, you didn't know what was going on, right? You didn't know what was getting blown up and, and everybody's looking around going, is that Coruscant? And then we found out afterwards it was, or maybe it was discussed oh, afterwards.
2: Wow. No, I, was I, the mean, I, I don't remember it in the movie this entire time. I've just always assumed that Coruscant was blown up. That's kind of, uh, <laughs> that's,
1: I don't think while. it's stated, but the planet had moons around it and did yeah. not look like Coruscant in the prequels.
0: Yeah. And it probably was in an art of or something like that book later on, right? Where it was stated it was Hosnian. Right.
1: And it's really even hard to see that the fleet
0: gets destroyed. Right. They're getting hit while they're out there in the orbit around it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I loved Force Awakens. Like I left that movie like feeling like, you know, a hairbin blowback. It was such a fun ride. Yep. But that was um, one of the weaker part of the movies is it was not very easy to always discern who exactly was fighting, what were the motivations, who was taken out. Like it was a lot of great characters, but but the the larger meta strokes sometimes were just kind of not thrown in as an afterthought, but they weren't really focused on.
0: That That's something that I'm definitely going to hit on when we're talking about the book of Oba Fett here in a minute, is some of the things in this series are things that could have helped, not actually these things, but... Giving some, some depth like that to the sequels would have made it to where I think a ton of fans would have said, okay, I'm all in and, and le- I'm going to get rid of that anger or hatred I have of this or that. But Boba Fett is doing a good job of, of being a rich, deep story leading you into something. So well, it was shocking to see that that was the case. I didn't know there was actually like back and forth between JJ and Lucasfilm, but uh, but yeah, if you read more
1: into it, there was a lot between the Lucas story group and Bad Robot as far as, okay, them saying, "Hey, you're not following, you know, we had this job to do to set all this stuff up, and you're not following the story <laughs> that we've built.
2: Yeah,
0: okay. Well, hopefully someday a book actually will come out of that and we'll be able to read it and see all the inside because I think I fans a want making that. Making book. I yes.
2: love a good making of. I just read a 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey making of. Now I'm reading Lord of the Rings making of. Mm. Which I, I mean, I'm obsessed with the Lord of the Rings appendices, but still this book is like blowing my mind. So yeah, Lord. I would love if we could get something on the sequels.
0: How apropos are you talking about Lord of the Rings when we've got the, what what's the new show on Amazon Prime? The new series isn't going
2: to be a prequel? Yeah, it's uh, on the second uh, end. Mm-hmm. is it wow. the rings of power? Yes, the rings of power. So it's 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 when Sauron's all mm-hmm. bebopping around, all pretty and nimbly bimbly <laughs> getting up in all the humans' ears and being like, Hey, that dude was talking shit about you. You fucking man. Why you doing to do that? elves, the oh, I,
3: I gotta say, it was wild to see a photo of Jeff Bezos with the Lord of the Rings logo. <laughs> like, did you see that photo? Yes. <laughs>
0: I don't think I did. I was
3: like, yeah, it's funny because I actually just binge watched The Hobbit the other day. I watched all three movies and then I was watching a bunch of Peter Jackson behind the scenes stuff. And then the next day I see a picture of Jeff Bezos and the new Lord of the Rings show thing. And I'm just like, is Howard Shore going to do the soundtrack for this? I got like really nervous when I saw it. Actually, I'm excited, but I'm nervous
2: uncautiously up. You guys there. Yeah, me too. Can
3: you hear me good too by the way? Yeah, I yeah. had to do a yeah. broom switch in the middle of the show. So
2: Yeah, you're like a literal magician. Old you're
0: good. television. You're <laughs> good. Hey, um so like I said, uh, T-Bob hit it well. b well, I'm going to bebop around these topics and then we'll head into uh Book of Boba Fett, but I did start today the High Republic Fallen Star by Claudia Gray narrated by Mark Thompson, one of our pals and guests on the show. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting. And, and uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, you need, you need to have a character chart in front of you to be like, Oh, that's who they're talking about. That's who they're talking about. There's a lot of characters. I've said that before. Um, But, but I will say this. I really liked um, that he's, he's doing obviously the voices for this he's got two voices. One of them, if you guys listen to the audiobook, you'll hear it sounds almost exactly like Dr. Evil from, from uh, <laughs> Austin Powers. Uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm, I'm being drawn to Austin Powers. And the other one sounds just like Matthew McConaughey. And I sit there and I just crack up and I'm like, I mean, the guy's almost like, all right, all right. All. I mean, <laughs> that's how much he's doing it. But I mean, that's, that's just, That's just the way he he's got to have so many voices, right? So he's got to pigeonhole, make them all sound unique, but man, he really does a great job, but I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. But if you haven't read any of these books yet,
2: they're pretty good or listen to it. I haven't, I I haven't listened. I mean, look, dude, to me, listen and read are interchangeable. Once you get used to listening to books on tape and you, (laughs) uh, you know, you retain the information it's, it's the exact same. I love audible and a, a great narrator. I mean, the Lord of the Rings, Rob Inglis, like some of the favorite of my entire life a great narrator man can just
0: ooh oh yeah knocks it out of the park yeah he he is great um two two last quick things um one i last week put up a poll who do you want to see show up as a cameo in book of boba fett uh we had 321 votes the winner of the voting was han solo next was dr afra third was omega and last was mace windu now i would have put other people in there but great old Twitter only allows you to do four people four things as a choice for your poll, so that's what I went with. Um, a lot of people were sending me Cad Bane. A lot were sending me Rex, Captain Rex, um, Bosk, uh, Din Djarin, uh, But that I was surprised there. There are people really buying in on the de-aged uh, Han Solo.
2: Being in this or wanting him to be in there. So, 321 the age, boys. Wait, when it, would we not? I mean, it does feel like Boba could be on a crash course with the solo universe potentially. Is it? Do we not just go Alden Eichenreich here? Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't be against it, but I don't I know. love solo, <laughs> dude. I would say bring <laughs> Eichenreich for sure. Um, he did a good job in an impossible task. He did. It's it, a fun movie.
0: It uh, Yes, I agree. Alfie D. Doc, any thoughts on that? poll or any of those people right there that were mentioned.
3: I, I mean, I would love, uh, I would love for solo to show up, but like, I agree. I, we don't need a DH solo. I mean, we had a new one, which I'm I'm okay with moving forward with that. We have a younger guy to play the role. He could show up again in future episodes and, you know, I, I can get used to that. I can accept that Han Solo is no longer, you know, 35, right. 40 years or yeah, Harrison Ford is no longer that young. Like I can be okay with that.
0: Okay, I, I that that sounds pretty good. That that here's a bunch of guys our age who are like, you know what? I can buy into it.
2: Alden- I also I, I also think that uh, as far as the answer to the actual poll question goes, I mean, I still got to imagine that Boba's end game is leading him to a crash collision with Mace Windu. I mean, if you think about all the flashbacks to Camino through the back to tank, it's literally Mace Windu killing his father is literally the single act that set him down the entire road that eventually ended in the Sarlacc pit yeah. before he was reborn. But like, like, so windu do, I don't think it's a season one thing the same way that maybe even like Luke wasn't like, I don't know when it happens, but that confrontation has to come eventually. And we all know Windu fell. He didn't, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't die from falling.
0: That's exactly why I put him on the pole. And some people were ribbing me, like "You've got to be kidding! He, he's dead." Leaving, and I'm like, "Did you see him die? Did you? You know, I'm like, no one saw him die. You know, if, and now we know that curse wasn't destroyed. That's so. right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I, I, I tell you what, like I said, I've got a question from Willie Harms, but it goes along with Book of Boba Fett, and while we're watching it, we can ask that question. Do any of you guys have any topics you want to hit before we went into? Chapter four, The Gathering Storm, a book of Boba Fett. Anything that brought up or other topics? Because I I monopolized all that time there. Alfie, go ahead.
1: D-Doc, you watched the Lego trailer today, right? Oh, yeah, dude. That that
2: looks
3: amazing. I am so hyped for that game. Skywalker Saga? Yes. Okay, okay.
2: I've been looking for a good game to play with. my, my, My oldest daughter's almost four, so she's like maybe just about ready for those. Yeah. My daughter's excited for it. Heck yeah, dude.
3: Yeah. The graphics on it look amazing and it looks like they, it's, I I can't help but to watch it and be like, why can't I just get a real version of star of the star Wars (laughs) game? Just like this. I love Lego. I mean, I still build Legos constantly, but. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks like they put a lot of love into it. I know they've been working on it for years, so I'm hyped on it. I'm
2: replaying uh, Jedi Fallen Order right now, and that's fantastic game. Yeah. It really is.
0: Alpha, you and D-Duck, you guys have both played Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yes.
2: Okay.
1: Just not very well.
3: i would get lost in that game but then like sometimes i would just look around and i would like i would like take out my phone and take a picture just because i found like a nice view (laughs) on a map i'm just like i'd just be sitting there go work on your lightsaber change the colors the story of that game was really great I, i i don't as i've gotten older i don't finish story modes of video games as much as i used to when i was a kid and that was one that just locked me in, where I'm just like, I, I was so bought into that story. That was a great story.
0: Well, I, T. Bob, I, I, I know you're into games as well. You like, you like to play like these guys. I live vicariously through them. I haven't played a Star Wars video game in decades. I just,
2: it does I, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> they, they, they've they definitely been hit or miss. I'll say this: I never played Kotor back in the day, and so I am beyond excited for the uh Knights to the old republic remaster that mm-hmm. they're going to do and i will be first in line to play that well I, and i will watch these guys play it they'll, <laughs> they'll let me
0: they'll let me go I, and i'll follow them so I,
3: I have two goals for joe one is for him to build a star wars lego and two oh. is for him to play a star wars video game we need to get those done in 22 Needs to
2: happen. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm already addicted to like cocaine and heroin. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, I mean, like, You want me to pick up another job? I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, gosh. I tell you what, when we're in Nashville, you guys take a game system with us. When we're in Nashville for the ICC or the ICCC convention, uh, you bring the game and a Lego set. And some night after we leave the convention, I'll sit there and work on that. But you'll see okay. I have no patience. So I can't. I'm like a, a kid. I'm like a puppy dog. I just follow whatever shiny object is going on. So I can't sit and do that very well. So, um that's why I can't believe I'm hosting a podcast because my attention span is about this big. So anyway, um y- you know what? Uh like I said, my question from from Willie Harms will will plug into the the show notes and talking about the show, but le- let's just let's just hit it. Book of Boba Fett, number 4, The Gathering Storm. I guess before we hit it, Bob, mm-hmm. we've, we've all, obviously the three of us have talked about this a lot what do you think about it so far leading up to this what what have you thought about episodes one two and three leading up to this this episode right here
2: uh, I think they, I think they've been fantastic I, and 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 I don't mean this and just I mean now look I'm a naturally optimistic person uh, but I have genuinely enjoyed the show and it doesn't mean that I don't have little quibbles with it because one of the things that I haven't always, uh, that has always worked with me that I absolutely love about this show is it is going for a very distinctive style to me and it is taking mm-hmm. some chances. And I don't know if it's always working, right? Like, I didn't think the parkour action in that first episode was terribly good. Like, I thought it felt very slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The car chase was filmed in this almost like 90s like tv movie sort of way but with like more production value and it was there's a level of cheese there again it's like i don't know if that fully worked but 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 at the end i would so much rather because most of it is working for me i love all the colors i love the cyberpunk stuff we're seeing i love the cyber teens like i'm into (laughs) all of that and it's new we're getting some new stuff in star Mm -hmm. wars so like ultimately even the stuff that isn't fully landing with me i would much rather have that than just a more generic run-of-the-mill samey type of action and shots because it is new and there is a distinctive style and artistic vision there so as far as how the show is made i've really been enjoying it from that angle and um and i'm truly loving this story of uh rebirth that we're getting out of boba fett and i've loved the the idea of the back to tank basically in that chapter marker letting us know okay now we're going back in time right i'm like Pavlov's dog i see the back to tank i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's cool okay let's go to the past (laughs) see what's going on Like you and me it's a great little filmmaking trick right you immediately know um and and i think that this episode especially represented a bit of a seismic shift for me uh because a i now fully understand the timeline we're in Mm-hmm. And it drastically changes how I view a lot of what we've seen thus far. And uh, I now feel that I finally understand Boba's motivations for all of this. Where Mando, that was easy. It's a classic thing. You, they use this all the time. You know, the old garden, like a little kid. That's a easy hook. You understand where that person's coming from. Mm-hmm. Trying to find what's driving Boba was a more circuitous path. But I do feel like we uh, we really landed there this episode.
0: Agreed. Uh way, way agree. I mean, that I I tweeted about this the other day and and I I just I was like, look for all the people out there complaining about a, this or that, and that's what they're using social media for is just complaint bill, right? It's just like, hey, we're gonna park it here, we're in complaint bill. Um, I looked at it and I thought the reason I like this Boba Fett series is the depth, is the background. Yes. It, is building not only the world building, but, but character building. And, and like you said, it is a complete rebirth. Somebody said, Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, you're
2: that's, right. That's my,
0: that <laughs> audio is going through my computer. Um, but, but I'm sitting there and thinking people are so, some people are, Oh, well, this isn't the Boba Fett that I grew up with or knew really, you knew him for six minutes. I mean, you knew him for six minutes, and he's in a cool outfit. So that's all you know of him. And then you knew him for another four or five minutes in in um, the prequels. So what you know is about ten minutes of this guy and what he went through. You're seeing now the depth and the character of this this person and what he's really looking for and what he wants to be instead of what he's had to be since his father's untimely death by Mace Windu. So um, so yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying it um i think this one we talked about it last week where we felt like okay killing off the tuscans there it's planting the flag that part of the story is done right we we have stopped we know where that built that to now we're going to move on from here and i think we saw that in this episode where we also saw the boom right into the tie-in of mandalorian almost you know a few minutes into the show so i'll let you guys give some your initial thoughts but but T-Bob, I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Alfie, D-Doc, any initial thoughts of of what we're seeing in this episode of The Gathering Storm, Book of Boba Fett?
3: I'll I'll go ahead. I I basically uh, agree uh, with T-Bob. I've just enjoyed the story building of this show so far, and I've been having patience with it, which people seem to not have. I mean, you know what it is is just the small group of people who complain about it, get a lot of attention on Twitter because I do know a lot of people are enjoying this show. There's just a lot of layers to it. And you know what I what I thought actually, I watched it twice last night. I loved the I love the difference between present-day Boba and and seeing his attitude when he got Fennec and was talking to her he does play two different characters in the show pretty well. I think like he, he definitely had a lot of anger in him still when they were sitting at that campfire and he was, you know, he was telling, he told her, I am Boba Fett, you know, like, I don't know. I, I've just been enjoying the layers of the show so far. Yep. And this one just, this one just doubled down on everything in my opinion. Well,
2: I mean, it's, it's, you mentioned patience, but like the same people that I would guess complaining about <laughs> anything pacing related right now, uh, probably hated episode four of season one when you were on Tatooine and you met Finnick Chan and that felt like such a nothing episode at the time. But like in this episode as, and it was funny rewatching season one and the run up to this all of a sudden that episode you knew was gonna play a way bigger role. And so like the second those flares went up, it was like everything changed for me because all of a sudden the timeline clicked into place. Uh, I did not realize, so that means that he has spent essentially five years with the sand people, yep, I mean right. so like if if so so if 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 we're talking about a guy who goes from being complete lone wolf psychopath who grew up ever since twelve years old or whatever with no dad, like doing crazy criminal shit on the run to now somebody who is more strategic and merciful and all of these things well he had time to change Mm -hmm. and he had time to finally learn what it's like to be a part of a family and a community and understand that you are stronger together and what it means to love someone and have them love you like the fact that i now know that it's been five years makes everything so much more impactful to me
0: yep yep agreed alfie hit it
1: I love this episode. I love this series. I agree with you guys, the layers, the story. I don't get the complaining about that because if you think back a few years ago, people were complaining about no story in, you know, the sequels. Well, we don't know who Snoke is, you know, well, in 30 seconds in this episode, Boba Fett lays it all out. You know, he, he gives the whole story, his whole plan, what he wants, yep. where he came from and where he's going. And I mean, this episode to me was like everything in the movies, the EU comic Mm -hmm. books. I mean, you just threw it all in one episode and I honestly can't believe that we get to see something like this every week.
0: Agreed. Um, I, I'll go back to the flares thing again. Um, That's, that's what really, like you said, T-Bob, it just caught me. As soon as I saw the flares, everything was like, we're going in a new direction now with this story. Um, obviously we, we see him find find uh, Finnick and in, in her body there near death. Everybody who complained about the mods from last week, which was further ahead of time, which we're now going back in time right to meet the mods at the shop the it, it clicked because then I thought, well wait a minute when he finds out it's the mods who are having problems in the streets, these are people who he kind of feels indebted to because the yeah, guy fixed point. Phoenix saved Phoenix life right so i know so it's just like i watched it and i was like whoa that connects now um but i, I did love the mod shop i loved it it felt like you're in a, a tattoo parlor you know he didn't want to cover up her 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 metal and her machinery it's almost like i don't want to cover up my artwork right there right um i'll i'll ask you guys you're younger than me will I, I, I love. Do we know who Thundercat is? I had to look it up. I had to look it
1: up too. And that was his music that played too.
0: Really? Yeah. I think
3: we lost Alfie for a second. It's funny because I had a brain fart moment where he walked in there and I'm like, I'm like, shouldn't they know who he is? And then I'm like, wait a second, this (laughs) is in the past. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah, I I thought that was really cool. And I mean, I, I feel like they, the special effects of them, showing her stomach getting rebuilt, you know, was, was incredible. I mean, uh, they, they put a lot of detail into that. And especially when she woke up and was looking at it and Mm -hmm. you got the tubes filling with the blue and red and everything. Like it it was wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was it just me or did, did the, the mod artist, I guess, did he open up a miniature lightsaber when he first started? It looked like, it looked like he, hit something, a little tiny lightsaber came out that he started doing the incisions with, which I, I would guess his, would cauterize the skin.
2: Yeah, I think he like did his arm split. I just remember his arm splitting into some tools. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Wait, were you all talking about who did the music for yeah, the laptop? that's what you're talking about? The, the Thundercat, who I oh. had no idea
0: who he was, was the artist who did the work on Phoenix Shan, but Alfie said that was his music as well
2: oh no way i was just about to say i love the music dude and that had another great <laughs> almost like 90s level of like matrixy sort of like hackers kind of vibe and yes, feeling man. to it that really resonated with me
1: go ahead alfie did you catch the super battle droid hand that he had originally
2: oh no uh no
1: he has a super battle droid hand
2: and then, like instead of a gun popping out, it opens yeah. up and I'm, like the mod. No, he Ooh. took he took that off and then oh, put okay. the mod arm on. Oh no way, dude! So he's normally rolling around just strapped. Then, <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I didn't
0: I didn't pay attention to it. Okay, that that is cool. Um, to go along with this segment, Willie Harms, one of our great followers and listeners, he sent me a question, and he said, especially with T-Bob on, he wanted to know this answer if we went to the mod shop and became one of the mods that was, you know, riding the swoop bikes or the speeder bikes, what would we want modified on 100%? You, you, you already know what your answer is. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Come no. on. Like you wouldn't. No, I mean, I mean, uh, you're not, I guess you're not, you're not wrong. It's a, if such technology existed, there would be uh Many a man who would have to have a real <laughs> serious look in the mirror, literally and figuratively, uh, and figure out how they feel about that. <laughs>
0: so, in the when he asked me that question, everybody,
2: I, 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 this kind—I of, don't know if this is related. It's not, <laughs> but I, I, everybody makes fun of me for tiny hands, so I would get giant robot hands. <laughs> I would get sick, giant robot hands that could do all kinds of cool tool stuff. yeah, fingertips.
1: i um, want to be
0: taller. Okay. So maybe leg extension, something like there that. There you go. He I I wrote back to him and I was like, It doesn't have to be PG, right? Because I know the guys who are gonna be on my show and I have a feeling I know what their answer is. You was. know where it was
1: gonna go right away.
3: <laughs> yeah. I did. Um yeah, I think See right away I'm thinking of tools that I could attach <laughs> to my hand and shit like that. Like yeah, you would have those
2: <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess it does beg the question, do they have because this changes drastically, or can they feel those prosthetics? They can operate them, but I wonder how refined the sense of touch is. Now, you know, I mean, granted, Luke's hand seems to operate pretty freaking normally. So maybe maybe you yeah. do a full sensation. I don't know. I don't know. OK,
3: well, well I- one other comment on this, too, is like I was I was one of the people who at first when I saw these speeder bikes and the mods, I was kind of like, this is weird. But like, it's really over the last two episodes, they've really grown on me. I, I think it's pretty damn cool. Uh, it, it fits into me. It's something new. How can you have something new in Star Wars unless you do something new? Basically, yeah, exactly. is kind of where yeah. what I'm thinking. Well, and,
2: and and it, it it ties in narratively with Boba's motivation, which we know now he is um, he's kind of becoming uh, the people's champ, the common man's crime Lord in a way, like he wants to take in all the outcasts and the misfits and the muscle who have always been, Kind of pitted against one another and used his tools and say, you know what? No, we're not tools. Yeah, it'd be like Dave's like hammer and screwdriver standing up to him and be like, fuck you, you do the work now. <laughs> and they, they like, like Boba's like gathering all the toolbox and what a disparate crew he's got. Right. He's got the two pig bros, the Gamorians, right? Um, he's got, I, I keep calling him Chrysanthem. I, I can't remember his name. That's all in. Chris. Yeah. And that's a weird, yeah, now it's a weird yeah. mnemonic thing. Um, the cyber teams are on the squad. Fennec Shand. Uh, I mean, I don't know when you want to talk about this, but it seems like Dan Djarin is about to come and then who else comes along with him? Who knows? But yeah, he has a truly motley, but powerful, but mm-hmm. motley crew that he's putting together.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And, and I hate that the, <clears throat> I hate that the Tuscans got wiped out the group that he was with but I'm wondering if he can still piecemeal all the Tuscans together to be a part of his
2: crew on Tatooine in the future. So, um, yeah, well, I would think he would give them control of the desert. Like if correct. he took over, right? Like they would be the ones running protection for the desert. I would assume.
0: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, real quick, Willie, just so you know, I probably would shoot for the thing that, that, um, Alfie was talking about because, you know, we're weird men, but, um, D doc, uh, or T Bob wants, comically large hands. hands alfie wants to be taller Doc was thinking about tools that he could put together and have them right there and i think i'd go with like the eyes the eyes and ears if i if i wasn't choosing the other stuff eyes to have like super sight and that's uh true. True. ears to be able to hear like supersonically you know and all that kind of stuff so that's our answers for that but um I, you know I, I think again they do a great job of tying the old and the new together because They're going back and they're checking out Java's palace and they're looking for his ship. And, uh, you, you see that where he goes on his own, he gets, he, he brings back Finnick. He lets go of his Bantha, which let's face it now in just four episodes, we found that Boba Fett loves a rancor and wants to pet him and treat him like a puppy. And same thing with the Bantha, you know, it was like he formed that relationship over five years with, so Boba Fett is an animal lover is what we're, we're finding out. So I think it's pretty cool. More depth. Alfie, go ahead.
1: He let the Bantha go in, unless we get surprised. The Bantha's the last part of the tribe.
2: <laughs> he rolls back in with like some Bantha bros at the end. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I came back. You know,
1: everyone in the Tuscan tribe, minus yeah. two people we didn't see, they're oh. all dead now. Yeah, The Bantha's the only one left.
2: Sad, that, sad um i will say this i love the i love all the practical effects in this show but i've really enjoyed uh the puppet work with the bantha even i mean even the 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 eating scene where i'm sure there was some temptation or some people out there saying like let's just cg it a little bit right we'll give the lips a little, a little more life and Maybe his teeth can mash the food a little more. And they were like, no, dude, we're doing this like old school, practical style into my brain. Uh, that shit just works. I love it. I thought it was great too. He looks um, so cool riding the bantha, dude. Just looks so
0: cool. It kind of makes you want to have one, right? I mean, they
2: just look like they'd be great pets and, and companions, but. Uh, so- I hate brushing my kids teeth though. And those are like some <laughs> big, big old chompers. And you actually see them, right? We've seen them multiple times uh, live action, uh, Russian banter T.
0: It it would be a lot of work. A lot of plaque probably builds up in there. (laughs) Um, so I, you know, let's go back to Finnick again, Finnick. It's you, you see this in star Wars over and over again, basically owes him a debt. He saves her. She owes him a debt. And he says, Hey, you help me get my shit back. You're, you're clear. We're done. You know, you don't have to help me anymore. That's all I need you for. I need somebody to help me to do this. And, and I love to see that there's that give and take and she wasn't really, she's ready to run, you know, I'll pay my bounty. Let me out of here. Right. I'll I'll get, but when she starts hearing his stories and his thoughts on uh, wanting to run his own uh, family, right. And wants to take over for Bib Fortuna, it starts changing in her. And especially when he says, look at all the, the people like us that have been killed because of their idiocy, you know, people like that, they don't talk about things. They just Send us out to kill people and to be killed. And it really switched with her because just like him, she's on her own. She's been on her own since, well, as far as we know, back to the Bad Batch time, which was right after the prequels. So she's maybe looking for that family as well. So I thought there was a lot of good depth and storytelling in there between those two uh, and, and uh, getting them involved and basically starting up that new family. Alfie, like you said, he let go of the Bantha, that part of his family was gone. And and um, Finnick was his new start to a new family. So what do you guys' the, thoughts uh, on any of that? The,
2: the, the Finnick droid that mapped out the complex, the probe droid, was pretty awesome. Uh, it was great. Um, <laughs> also, you know, I thought that uh, we kind of talked some shit about Bib Fortuna at the beginning. Maybe he had run Jabba's uh, <laughs> empire into the ground, but I don't know. I think Bib was doing all right, man. He had a lot of muscle in there, which could mm-hmm. be speaking of like an uneasy leader. Uh, but he had a lot of muscle in there. Um, we all know that he was playing a bunch of alliances against one another. And he was even rich enough to afford a Grievous chef bot. That guy was awesome. Grievous chef bot was, was excellent. I, I love that thing. I've also, that's another thing. I've loved the droid animatronics or the droid puppet work. And this has just been fantastic. And Grievous chef bot was just the latest star. The
0: The engineer from the train reminded me of Grievous with all those was- arms. And then this one, Uh, you're right. The first two things that came to mind on both were Grievous. So go ahead. This one I think was like
2: as direct as you could get, right? When he straight up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When that little droid with the ears walked into the room, I was just like, the second I saw him, I was just like, I love this damn droid. I was like, I can't wait to see what this thing does. (laughs) He just walks into the room with a little net. (laughs) And I've seen on Twitter, people are, they're they're calling him a rat catcher. Is that like a common thing in Star Wars?
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is a, it's a common thing back in like, what like medieval times and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know if it was like a person or maybe a dog or a cat or something, but yeah, that's, I love that idea because they're out there in a kind of old desert looking palace. Yeah, man. There's little rats all around. It's a rat catcher droid. And
3: and they had the uh, I'll teach you some respect uh, droid in there too. The one who, you know, was burning the feet, you know, talking crap to R2-D2, you know? That was the first droid that Boba bonked right on the head when he came out. That was, that scene was great.
0: I thought all of it was great. I thought getting the ship out of there was great. Um, And, and, you know, just starting that new tale, they've got his ship back. The two of them are out there on their own. And he then gives her the plan of, I've got some things I want to do. There's an advantage of people knowing, not knowing that you're alive or people thinking you're dead. Right. And, and let's face it. Those two are the only people that know each other are alive.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I didn't think about that. They're completely invisible in a lot of ways. Right. So those two have a lot of things going for them. And, and Finnick then- did shine in that escape, by the way, too. Like that oh, was yeah. and that was good action, too. Like I said, the action's been they've been going for it. It hasn't landed with me in the show thus far. <clears throat> I thought she was really effective. It felt pretty realistic too. Like I believed it. And it was really smooth when she's just telling, like, just shut the door. I got it. It's good. And as she's shutting the door, she just pulls back and pop opens up the gate by shooting the counterweight. I thought that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Alfie Did or, or D-Doc think about,
2: about Boba mowing down the motorcycle gang. Oh yeah,
0: next on the list. That's where I was going right there. They they take off right before she right before they do it. I love the line and and I, I Tom line Tom line believe it or not I'm talking about a line and one of our listeners Tom line sends me a text the other day and just says. I'll go for the ride. And I thought that line was great that she gave to Boba. Um, but you're right. That next scene, Alfie, I know you had to be like a 12 year old kid watching slave one. Oh, sorry. Fire spray chase down a bunch of speeder bikes and just mow them down in the middle of the Tatooine desert.
1: Yeah. That scene was unbelievable. I, I loved it. And just to look on his face as he's pulling the trigger, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty priceless. Yeah. Jumping back real quick, uh, the little rat catcher droid, those were in the Clone Wars quite a bit. Yep. Definitely- and then the cook droid was also in episode two. Oh, really? On the, yeah. when Padme and Anakin are on the passenger ship.
2: Wow, dude. No way. Wow, the one no, that so, makes so the go canon? away? Is it Gannon yes. Grievous is just like a cook droid that went to a mod shop? <laughs> He went to the mod shop on Tatooine and they just like kind of they reprogrammed a little bit. He lost it, he got sick of his job. <laughs> yeah, He's like, Fuck This some Jedi was an asshole to him one day. You asked him his food back and he was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, never again. There was something I'm not like an ASMR guy or anything, but oh. man, there was something so satisfying about those chops on that cutting board, like it was <laughs> crazy. It was really just, oh, felt yeah, great. the way they, he chopped so fast, but
1: then his movements were so clunky. Like it was just something, yeah. That just really got your attention with that one. It was really satisfying.
2: <laughs> like you can't put your finger on it. And, and then the thing that I love about the motorcycle game shot too, is that I think it's rare when we get the, uh, the scale and power of these spaceships, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see it a little bit, definitely at Maz Kanata's and, mm-hmm. uh, force awakens and other times like rogue one a little bit but man they were just completely helpless when slave was screaming down and who hasn't always loved the fire spray sound effects i mean they're just fantastic
0: yeah speaking of sound effects from that you mentioned earlier the sarlacc pit they go there they check it out she's like be careful they're getting in too tight the lights go down into it here comes the beak that we were all asking about uh, after the first episode of this series cuz we we're like where's the beak it's a, a special edition beak's not out there well so sure enough it was still there it comes it grabs a hold of the ship and then here's uh Phoenix Shan dropping the seismic charge down into the pit how great was that to hear that sound see that rumble and and then watch as they have a campfire next to the dead Sarlacc pit and next to the blown up sail barge right behind them. I mean, that was just great scenery. I mean, you're sitting there and it's like, there's having a campfire by fire spray and by the Sarlacc pit. Boom. Java sail barge blown up right behind them. I just thought it was great, great artwork on that.
2: So, you know, and and I think like symbolically it's very powerful to the story. What happens there, right? One of my buddies on the four man pod was talking about this, that, uh, you know, a lot of times with, uh, trauma victims and stuff. I don't know. He's just talking about, he's had people who's been dealing with stuff like this recently. It's like you, they, they, you are kind of told sometimes to directly confront the source of your trauma. Right. And in a lot of ways, even though he's looking for his armor, Um, Boba is going back to this spot that represented death to him, because really this has almost been an entire story about rebirth. And so he's going back to this place of trauma and what ends up saving him are the lessons that he learned from the sand people. Somebody else helps him to save the day, right? The whole thing that we talked about community and family stronger together. So here he is going back to a place that once killed him and it looks like it may kill him again, but the ways that he's grown have now directly saved him. And, and then, and then, you know, him climbing out of the Sarlacc afterwards, just searching through its corpse. It's it's, he's done. Like he has no, he, he doesn't have to think on it. He, he's just completely done with the Sarlacc, even though I felt so bad for him. Cause you know, there's no showers there and he was covered in like, cl- like wool and guts and like, she just dumps water on his head. That's not doing anything. He must've smelled awful.
3: I especially loved in that part too, when Fennec was like, um, she, she said your armor did its job. It saved you already. Like, it was kind of like, it honestly felt like to me, like almost like a mom being like, it's okay. You lost it, whatever. But like it did its job for you. Let it go. You know? And like that, I, I felt like that was kind of almost them building their relationship between the two of them with him kind of being like, you know, all right. And also a line from Fennec that you're muted, you're muted, Joe. <laughs> but also, also another line from Fennec. I, I I don't know where it was in the timeline. I loved when she said the Tuskens made you soft to him. Yep. And and he proved he proved that wrong when he slaughtered that bike gang. Basically. Yeah, old bow was
2: not fully gone. This is no. just <laughs> not, this is a higher, a more evolved bow, But he's still a he's not someone you mess with at the end. He still got that face that to more Morrison face like when he's like rah, he's all wide-eyed and just smashing heads. You know, uh, D-Doc what I was, <clears throat> before I was
0: muted, um, the the thing that you brought up about her giving him kind of the mom talk um, guys, Bo Fett doesn't have a mom. He's never had a mom. Yeah. Fennec Shand is Alfie, what would you say 10, I mean in Star Wars years 10, 15 years older than him? Yeah, you would think so. Um, and I mean, so she has some very maternal things when she's talking to him, pouring the water on him, like when it, you know, kid gets stuff on his face and the mom's wiping it off and all that kind of stuff. There, there were some very maternal things there. So she's smart, she's muscle, but at the same time, she definitely has, uh, in my opinion, now that you brought that up a, a very maternal thing, because one of the things we'll talk about in a minute is when when he finally comes out of the back to pod and, and the droid says, you're completely healed. The first thing she says is what about the scars inside? And so she's thinking bigger, not just is his arm broken, it whatever, it's his heart, his head, you know, she's really looking into that. And I, I, there's some really good things going on with that character right there.
2: So anyway, I, I would just well, yeah, really like I, that. I'm, I'm, I want her to be a maternal role because I want Boba to end up with uh, the owner of the bar. What's the cantina? Garza Flip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Twilight stock way up after it got kind of way down in Mando season one, where the, the Twilight, they, they weren't great in that episode, the jailbreak episode. Like, no. it didn't really work visually too much. It wasn't the best. Way, way up this season. Are, are all of them. He's just the entire race is just sexy males and females. I mean, cause we had the little, we had the little cantina boy as well. It's like, if you're twilight, you just have abs, I guess. Alfie, obviously i obviously not a twilight, I guess.
1: It sure seems that way. But one thing I've noticed about Twilights is what's the deal with the eyebrows? Why do some have eyebrows and some don't?
0: <laughs> I guess I haven't even noticed. that. I don't know. No, I haven't paid attention to that. Is it the men don't have eyebrows, but the females do. No. She does, but then
1: the green guy and the yellow twilight, they don't have eyebrows.
2: Huh? You know who does has eyebrows now, and it's been awesome. It, our, our, uh, is chrysanthem like the the yeah the uh, <laughs> the, the new um, Wookie mask work is so good, yeah, and so much more expressive and so much more alive than we have ever seen before. And this—I mean. I, I love Chewbacca. I've always loved Chewbacca. My dog's name is Chewbacca. Uh, but damn, this is one sexy Wookiee dude. This dude is really making a play for my Wookiee heart. Do you think he would have a better chance with Maz Kanata or Chewie? I I I think he's a little too rough for Maz. I, th- I think Maz likes – because, like – Maz likes the fact because Maz is rough, right? So she likes yeah. the fact that she views Chewie as kind of like a good boy. And I think she's into <laughs> kind of corrupting him. There's no corrupting Chris. I mean, he's already <laughs> as, as dark as dark can be. I mean, he's just ripping off arms, even though do y'all think he was so mad at those Trandoshans because the Trandoshans are traditionally slavers. And so I'm sure that some Trandoshans had like sold him into pit fighting back in the day. That's, That's a good possibility. Kind of uh, yes. I felt like somebody dealing with some extreme PTSD. <laughs> I,
0: I, you know, I think that scene probably doesn't get the, the credit it deserves because again, story building again, storytelling. Y- you don't know all that about, about Chris Hanton, right? She gives you a quick minute dialogue of this is how great you were. This is where you're from. This is what people look at you as at the same time. You're seeing his anger and everything and his depression. I mean, you know, now he's lonely. He's sad. He needs something as well, right? So it goes back to that family thing where they're bringing back the the Island of the Misfit toys, and so you see that. But he's still they still go for the the uh, extra little ripping off the arm thing there of the Trandoshan. Ocean. But I thought that was a great scene because here's a guy who's broken, but he still pays. When she's like, oh, "Don't do it, yeah, you know, your yeah. debt's paid." He's like, "No, I'd rather do it here. Take my money." Um, but then to see Boba track him down and say, "You look like you need a job." You look like you need something to fill a void in your life. Right. And uh, so again, going back to my first thing that I talked about this show from the very beginning, story building, depth of characters, depth of world building. They're doing it all in this, in these shows right here. Anybody else thoughts on Garza
2: flip the black Corsantin? I mean, I, I do yeah. love that. We know now that he is on uh, elite elite level um, close combat unarmed fighter. And when I say unarmed, I mean, ungunned because, you know, obviously he has a sick duster, mm. but, uh, it makes more sense now why he would assault Boba's squad without a gun. Like he can use a gun, <laughs> sure. But like, he is a close quarters, close combat hand to hand master.
0: Did anybody else feel like Alfie's dreams were coming true in the next scene where we were basically having the Godfather scene, over the over the uh, rancor pit in boba's palace i mean that it was oh. like the same scene from the godfather yep exact <laughs> same scene
2: and and, and 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 it's just it's um it's a strong play too because you know he knows that mm-hmm. is he doesn't have the uh, resources and his argument is not strong enough to get people to betray the pikes to come you know to to be on his side but he also knows that he's got a little more up his sleeve maybe than uh, they even realize, because like we said, he's got the cyber teams. He's got the pig bros. He's got the rancor. He's got Chris. He may ride the rancor. <laughs> and now he's, uh, we think, I mean, got Den Jarn rolling in. Den has the dark saber. Is he still hanging out with Bo-Katan? Have they, have they worked that out? Are all of them going to show up? Like who knows, dude, this could, then thing could go, this thing could blow up. I, you know, when, when I was talking to
0: uh, Mark Newbold uh, of StarWars.com, great guy. I wish we could have him on more, but he's in England, so timing is always difficult. But he works for StarWars.com, and he basically was telling me, Book of Boba Fett is basically Mandalorian season two and a half. yeah, Because it's going to wrap in some things that happen before or, you know, after and between that next Mandalorian season. And we're finally seeing that. I think that's finally going to come to fruition. Uh, like you said, when, when she says credits by muscle and the Mando theme plays after that meeting, right then and there, I'm going, holy crap, we're bringing the, we're bringing the gang back together. And, and who all is going to get roped into this? Uh, Alfie all along has been saying, this is the MCU of Star Wars right here. And man, they are laying it out piece by piece. So um, your guys' thoughts on on that theme playing, And where we go from here on that. Go ahead, Alf.
1: Okay. Before we get into that, because I really want to get into that. That's, you know, got us all super hyped. Okay. The scene where with Black Chrysanthemum, two quick things that I picked up on watching it, the Transdoshans were playing Pazak from Knights of the Old Republic and using the deck that's in the game.
2: Oh, okay wow. i so i played a little bit of night to the rogue on my cell phone one time i said never played it. i played a couple hours and i did play actually a lot of that card game like a little blackjack style game almost mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then two what was what's the woman's name again that runs the place
0: garcia whip her,
1: her earrings are uh you go back to the episode of rebels where Hera goes to get her family heirloom from yeah. Yeah. admiral throne yeah her earrings are the same shape as that <sighs> i i'm alfie let's go i had it on my phone in the notes but since my computer died i can't switch back let's go uh, i can't remember the name of what that is called i i know it's real
2: it, lore master stuff right there dude nice
1: it's <laughs> like an aurora
0: rory or laura rory or something it was uh, I know i know yes i it, it But it's, it's her family members, like on a family tree thing right? coming down on that, like T or whatever down. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I remember Kanan and, and, um, Hera finding that and, and get, or him getting it back to her. So man, Alfie, I see, I I just, I don't know my brain again, that adult ADD. I can't focus on those little things like that. (laughs) Nice, yeah, Nicely done.
1: you know, that that scene with we gotta get some muscle and the theme playing. Oh my god. Surely Filoni and Favreau are not that cruel to <laughs> you know, if you go he back and show up. He just yeah. <laughs> if you go back to the two seasons of Mando, they use a lot of musical cues mm-hmm. to imply things, you know, like Snoke, the Emperor, even a little bit of Kylo Ren when uh Grogu is in the imperial garrison but Hmm. that never really amounts to much so you know it is this a tease god i hope it's not a tease and he really does
0: show up go ahead d doc
3: see i actually have an alternate thought on this and i would love i would love for mando to show up but i i i can't help but to think that with what he might have going on right now Can he, is money going to be the thing to bring Mando there? Because I feel like Mando has a debt to Boba at this point. I I feel like he's almost similar to Fennec where it's like, if Boba needed Mando, he'd be there for him without money, in my opinion, because he, he saved Mando's ass a while ago. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 for some reason, like. Did we lose Dave? What's that?
2: Oh, no, no I thought we lost the You're good. Yeah, You're good.
3: Yeah. I, I would love I would love for uh, him to show up, but I almost think they're going to visit Grief uh, Karga. I I kind of think they're going to see him. I don't know why my mind went to that that they're going to go visit him and go to the, the the den and see if they can get some some voice. That's where my yeah. mind went. Yeah, see,
1: my fun, mind man. went to if it's not den then his music just means Bounty Hunters and that's what he's kind of creating a family of so what if he just hires all the old school bounty hunters?
2: Favreau's just going to hire the heavy Mandalorian from season one, just so he can be that character again. That would be. Put himself killer. back in the story. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I want, I want it to be Den. And then like at night, I want somebody to walk into Din Jarn's room and he's basically going to be like FaceTiming with baby Yoda at Luke's Jedi temple. And he's like, all right. Yeah. You know, how you, how you, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> That'd be. And then you see Luke be like, Hey, come on. Kruger. Uh, that would make me so happy it's never going to happen but yeah because we kind
1: of we kind of skipped over in our last episode that payphones are now canon in star wars
2: oh yeah that's right that's right wait is it canon that gonk droids explode was it a gonk droid that got blown up yes it was Wow, so gonk droids are now like the red barrels of the Star Wars universe, the old video game trope. I mean, you shoot them, yeah. they're, they're going to blow up, okay? They're just power droids, yeah. Oh, I guess it makes like sense. That. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense then. I never considered that. But yeah, I I, I just, I, I guess, I just, I, it was so heartbreaking when Grogu and Din Djarin say goodbye to one another. I hope that they get to stay in contact in some way. But okay, okay, on a more serious note, though, for real... If it is Din Djarin, what the hell is going to be going on with the Darksaber? Because that's not like a situation where you just like let it lie, right? It's not like, oh, okay, you can leave with it and we'll figure this thing out later.
1: Well, he's got a spear now and a sword. You just give him a shield and I mean, he's like the Mandalorian Spartan. Yeah, That's, that's what we've always, you know, imagined the Mandalorians as being. So just give him a shield and a red cape and call him a Spartan.
2: That's why I feel like look, the pikes are obviously powerful. They're taking over entire planets, right? They're very, very powerful in the spice trade. I oh man, I wonder if Bo Katan will still be with him because they haven't resolved the Dark Saber situation. I I don't know. It maybe won't be him. I get into it. Maybe it is grief cargo. Who knows? IG eighty eight? Or not IG eighty eight, but do any IGs get in the mix at all? Mm, I don't know. Oh wait, Joe, I think you're muted. I did. I, I've been trying to unmute <laughs>
0: just because my sound is not that great tonight. Um, real quick question, timeline wise, like we said, we were bringing it up to the right timeline. But when when does he when does he see does he see Ahsoka to find out where Mando is during the Mando season two? Does does Boba Fett track her down? for her to tell him to go where he's got Grogu on that rock. Cause that's the first, that's what we see him show up in the fire spray.
2: Yeah. Because that's what we don't know. Right. We don't know how they find his armor. Yep. Hmm. Go ahead. Alf.
1: Though I've been trying to think about that because you know, like everyone knows, I just think about star Wars crap all day. <laughs> you could logically go with, he tracks Mando to Cobb Vance and the mechanic. But the only person that knows he went to Ahsoka was Bo Katan. And when they meet in The Mandalorian season two, it doesn't seem like they've met before.
2: It's a good point. It's a good point.
1: But she's also the only one that knew he was going to that plant. What is it? Tython? I
0: yeah. think. Or I wherever mean, the Jedi rock was. Yep.
1: And that really doesn't seem like a very easy place to find or a place where anyone goes. So let's be really uh, lucky if he just happened to pick that planet, but Mando did have a tracker on his ship. So I don't know if he used that or not.
2: Yeah. Maybe he's like cragging okay. some sort of Imperial communications or uh, first order communications or something.
0: Yeah, because it was, it was the, the first order that destroyed the, uh, the, the Razorcrest, correct? <laughs>
1: The Imperial Remnants.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that. That Okay, that then makes the most sense to me. Is that he goes to Cobb Banth, Maybe he, he gets some information there. Maybe he goes to the Imperials, gets some information there. I, I didn't get the feeling that we're going to have any more back-to-tank flashbacks. But if we did, that could be the next storytelling elements if you wanted to. Yeah, that's
0: that's really the only few missing pieces that I'm looking for is that that connection to get him to the <clears throat> Tython or Grogu's on the rock, Um which by the way, we forgot to talk about um after it's, it's a silly line, but after uh Chrysanthem ripped off that arm, Garza uh, flip just says, hit it max to get max Rebo playing again. I, I think I need a shirt that just says hit it max for, <laughs> I, I thought that was a great, just a little one-liner. Um, any other thoughts, as we end the show, as we end this episode of a book of Boba Fett, any other things we're missing? I know D you had, did you have a couple questions or um, go ahead ahead?
3: I did. I did have uh, someone, uh, let me bring up the Twitter post here. Sorry. I'm looking for it, but I do have two points after this Twitter post as well though. But here's the question. Um, it was from uh, regular timeline. Hank, he said, I feel like those who saw who last saw Boba and Jedi think this show is soft, but those who have actually read his anthology or watched his YouTube life videos realize his actions are valid. He's always been a chaotic, neutral type, not a badass killer. Where do you all stand on this?
2: Well, it's kind of of funny to me, too. If you're, I mean, if you're only using. What well, we actually saw in the original trilogy, then Boba's not soft. He's just fucking horrible. He's just not very good at his job. He's just like not a good fighter. But the whole thing is, he just looks so cool. His design is so incredible that in our heads, we all made him into the Unstoppable Tank. Now, Mando season one, we see that he indeed is that unstoppable tank Correct. that uh, we always kind of imagined him to be. But Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you're you're coming from a Jedi perspective, it's like, you know, what did you really have to even uh, build that off? Like, they didn't actually show us anything that was like, Boba Fett's like ruthless or it's a hardcore killer. We didn't really get any of that.
0: I think think he probably was ruthless and a killer or wanted to be. I'm not sure he ever got to that point, really, after his dad was killed in, in Clone Wars, where he was trying to find that group, that gang to become a bounty hunter and, and to be tough. The only person he really wanted to go after was Mace Windu. Um, so I I don't know if we just put it in our heads that he's this, this BA guy who's completely evil all the time. I think he's neutral. I think he goes where he gets paid and he's, he's probably, you know, like you said, uh, T-Bob, he had a rebirth and, and so he is different, but I think that that adds, that adds to the story and makes it even better. I, I don't know that I would like it if he was just this assassin, killer, bounty hunter only in this story. Go ahead, Alfie.
1: Okay, most of what we know or grew up with with Boba Fett was wiped out, that those stories you know, aren't canon anymore. But using them in retrospect, he never was just a killer. He worked for the rebels and he worked for the Empire.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: you know some yeah. of the best stories that I liked were, I think it was the Han Solo trilogy, where him and Han Solo keep crossing paths, but they're not really against each other. And but at the end, he goes to the Mos Eisley Cantina and tells Han Solo personally, "Hey, those rebels you were helping—they're all dead."
0: That um, was the uh, AC Crispin trilogy, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. So that's after they've had their run-ins in the original trilogy and his Boba just kind of tell them like, you it's know, it's way kind of like, before hey, it's business. Okay. It's way before. Okay.
1: Yeah. And they're not really, they're kind of pitted against each other. I can't remember the exact story, but it kind of weaves in and out. And then there was another story I really liked. I think it may have been in the tales of bounty hunters or something where, you know, it's an old Boba and an old Han who run into each other, you know, and at gunpoint, they kind of talk about how they're both, the same you know they're old they're broken down you know we've lived rough lives I got you you got me let's just turn around and call it a day
2: <laughs> That's but great. so
1: much of what we think of Boba Fett to me where we get this perception is he was the coolest figure that we had yeah he was the one we played with the most and anyone our age group when you saw Din Djarin with the dark saber That went right back to us being kids. Everyone gave Boba Fett a lightsaber and said, how badass would this be?
2: Yes, I mean, 100%. Yeah, I've always thought it's just such a fascinating testament to the power of design and just how when you really nail a design, it can speak to you almost on like a genetic level, just like ingrained in us to be like, whoa, that dude looks fucking awesome.
1: Think about how much of his story influenced and created stories we've been devouring for the past 20 years yeah his he was given a backstory in episode two that basically started the clone wars (laughs) carried through the prequel trilogy the clone wars cartoon rebels bad batch into mando live action and now into his own series off of a character that has like what five lines in two movies
3: I mean, how damn cool is the figure? This is from '97. It, this is from 1997. It's that I just, had. It is just yeah. awesome. Like, it, I still it's... have that
2: out of box in my closet today. Just <laughs> Chills next to my underwear. I don't know why. It's just him. Nobody <laughs> else. I,
3: I can't help but to relate it uh, for some reason as we've been, there it is. <laughs> yeah if anyone's watching on youtube we're showing off boba fett uh action figures <laughs> right now and alfie is going to the <laughs> no, shrine to right, right, right now
2: hell yeah oh and
3: he's man. making me want to open the boxes with that shelf definitely <laughs> i i can't help but to relate it though like uh, as far as fan reactions go i i my mind for some reason goes to game of thrones and the white walkers and the night King, and you were going to have this whole big buildup to this big battle that everybody wanted at the end. And it didn't go the way they wanted it to. And it's like, I feel like when there's mystery behind somebody, everyone creates their own storyline that they envision the person or, or situation being like, and then once the story is told, then you're, then, then people might have issues with it because that's not the vision that you had. But like, I, I put down in my notes, I mean, even building off of this, I wrote, like, as far as this show goes, we care about Gamorreans, we care about Tuscans, we care about Banthas. Like, this show is building on levels of emotion in Star Wars that we never thought we would have. Like, we care about all these characters that we did not think we would care about before, really. Like, they were kind of just extras, and they're all part of this Boba Fett story of watching him grow as a character. So, yep. to me, they're doing a great job at it
2: i want to drink a black melon i do i want to know what it tastes like they become addictive he said it himself i don't like it. i mean shit. Yeah, i get yeah you in the desert for sure man like you know you're gonna any liquid's gonna go down good but it just looks so weird with its little like dusty kind of it's like little black ashy kind of uh remnants that come off when you crack that thing open yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to drink a black melon for
0: sure. Maybe they should have one of those at Galaxy's Edge. We'll, we'll see if we can get that done. Okay, there we go, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I was going to say, I, let's, we'll finish up. For some reason, my internet's acting weird as we're finishing up here. So, Alfie, go ahead and hit us with something.
1: Just to further this, just a little bit. One of the things that intrigued us as kids with Boba Fett, he is the one character in the trilogy that didn't cower you know clear their throat be apprehensive about confronting vader vader got in his face Hmm. and he got right back and that little scene right there started this whole obsession with boba fett
2: that's a good point i am boba fett should have told that to vader back in the day. i i I guess i have a question have we
0: ever found out I know in the comics, Boba Fett and Vader still interact, even in the current ones. Does Boba Fett know who Darth Vader is underneath that mask?
2: I can't imagine that he would, right? I, won't, uh, uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> knows, do they? I mean, like Ahsoka barely knows.
1: Ahsoka, Bail Harkin. Organa, Tarkin, the Emperor, Fraun, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Yoda that's yeah that's yeah, very true you know Boba's in between. the know. <laughs> it
2: could be I mean it could it, it, it could be I will say this uh I, I do love that the more the Star Wars ethos grows um all roads do always feel like they lead back to Anakin as they should right in a lot of way he is the fallen Jesus angel of this story but like like when when Boba's Tuskens get his village of Tuscany gets slaughtered. I couldn't help but think about what Anakin's aftermath was like when, mm-hmm. you know, he probably took out like an even larger tribe and just really kind of drove home. How intense and visceral that must've been just slaughtering all those, uh, sand people.
0: Crazy. I love how it brings things back like that. I, I, I do not want to cut it short, but for some reason my internet's acting weird and I don't want to lose this great show that we've been putting together. So yes. I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go around the room. Any closing thoughts? I'm gonna go uh alphabetical here. So Alfie, any closing thoughts before we shut down chapter 120 of Rule of the Galaxy?
1: I love this episode. I can't wait to see more. I really, you know, am buying into I like you said, I've said it all along. I think this is all building into one. Cohesive story. Um, this episode, especially that last ending, felt like a Marvel, you know, cut scene. You know,
2: yeah.
1: we, we got to see the next movie. You know, I just am really just blown away by this story. You know, going from where we started with the re- original trilogy and then see, you know, thinking back to being excited for the Ewok series to where we are now. Right, I do not understand how anyone can complain.
0: yep. There's
3: something good for everybody in this series right here. So, yeah, I agree. D Doc, how about you? I just want to say that Mingna Wen and Jessica Beals are both fifty eight years old. Wow. And my God, that's all I'm gonna say.
2: Wow, Wow.
3: Yeah. Yes. That's uh, I my my I watch with my buddy and he's just like every time Mingna Wen or um uh, what's what's Jessica Beale's character's name again I I gotta like imprint this in my brain Garza Flip. Garza Flip. Anytime anytime Garza Flip or Fank Shan show up, my buddy always be be like, hmm. And I'm just like, dude, they're both 58 <laughs> years old.
0: That's Jessica Beale. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh wow, I had no idea. From Plash Dance. Ah, uh, damn!
3: Born <laughs> in, in—I want to say—I want to say, born in November and December of 1963, the two oh, of them. Oh my uh... God, that's how I'll finish it. And how can you not like this show? If, if, if people don't like it, I don't know how you can. That's my final statement.
0: I love it. I love it. D. Bob, how about you? Thanks for thanks for coming back and joining on with us again. Uh, yeah. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on and, and talk the wars uh any closing thoughts from you anything going on in your life that we need to know about before we have you on next time down the road no
2: no look uh i love coming on here to talk with you you boys it's always super fun and uh like i think you know it's it's, it i I'm, i'm i'm kind of with you i'm not trying to be an echo chamber here but i'm i'm genuinely loving the show and i look forward to it every wednesday and i think it's really done such a good job of laying the uh the groundwork for what could be a really epic finish here over the next couple. And um, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like Alfie said, for us, Star Wars nerds, we definitely live in a, uh, in a blessed time indeed. And we're about to get full suited boba action scenes which i'm very excited for right like that we haven't gotten since mando season two so and i mean anytime like i said watching chrysanthemum just continue to fight's going to be awesome too it it
0: definitely is it definitely is well we appreciate you being here again alfie and, and Doc. always thank you for being here um i think in uh chapter Five, we've got Scott Riefen coming on chapter six. We've got Steve Glosson coming on and in chapter seven to finish it on the finale, we have Mark Anthony Austin, Austin who played Boba Fett in star Wars, a new hope. So uh, well, the special edition star Wars, a new hope. So we'll be finishing up with Boba after chapter seven of Boba, but D um, doc, or T Bob is always one of our favorites. We'd have him on every week if he wasn't too busy and we weren't too busy. And um, But we love having him on. We love this, doing the this show for you guys, for the listeners and the followers. Thank you so much for, for growing what we're doing here at, at Rule of the Galaxy. I mean, every week, more followers, more listeners, uh, more people interacting with us. We cannot thank you enough. And again, we are going to uh, April 29th through May 1st. We're going to be in Nashville for the ICCC convention, which is collectors and uh, you know fan bases of different franchises and Ian McDermott the Emperor is going to be there. We're hoping to get an interview or to talk with him. So we're excited about that. But just keep following us. We'll have some more ideas on merch coming out soon before we go and do that. And uh, always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com just rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. And until next week, may the force be with you